What is up, Jady Gang? It's your girl, Jady Diamonds here, back with another video. In today's video, we are going to be talking about misogyny. <laughs> okay, so more specifically, we're going to be talking about misogyny noir and how misogyny has gone viral, okay? Um, topics that are going to be mentioned are gender hate speech, females as targets, online, more specifically on YouTube. All right. So I want to begin with a premise type of thing where I'm discussing kind of like my thoughts as it relates to like honing in on today's topic. So I truly feel that life experiences shape and mold you into the person that you are or into the person that you're going to be for a lifetime. However, as we grow, we are destined to evolve and shift mindsets ever so often. What is life? What matters to you as a human? Conversations, companionship, controversy, what? Our life's journey is centered on learning new things and gaining information from everything around us. Me personally, I try to find purpose in all things, personal purpose, social purpose, communal purpose, etc. Which brings me to the topic of today's video, uncovering the purpose of massage noir within the comments from my most recent series of videos in which the titles shall not be named. But you are free to click the link to the playlist here. <laughs> For starters, what is massage noir? Okay, so misogyny is defined as one thing, but massage noir is defined as something completely different. So massage noir, um, is misogyny directed towards black women where race and gender both play roles in bias. The term was coined by queer black feminist Moya Bailey who created the term to address misogyny directed toward black women in America or in American visual and popular culture. Hmm. Now, how does it affect me? I'm affected by massage noir daily. Daily, okay? For example, one of the misogynistic tropes presented in Casino Boom's article titled Four Tired Tropes That Perfectly Explain What Massage Noir Is and How We Can Stop It in the Is the Hypersexual Jezebel. Okay, so the hypersexual the hypersexual Jezebel is defined in Miss Boom's article as an inherently, permanently sexual promiscuous Jezebel. So, why do I feel like I'm targeted and, in a way, presented with misogynistic men in my life, making me feel like a hypersexual Jezebel? You might wonder. Well, if you just look at me, I if I stand up, you will see a voluptuous woman. I have big boobs. I'm very curvy. I'm very shapely. Um, what we call it in the South is a proportion. I'm extremely proportioned. Um, it almost looks like if when I'm in like a perfect like shape, like when I'm in perfect health, I guess, and I'm not as bloated, it almost looks like I've had surgery. Um, I've been asked a ton of times if my boobs were real, you know, my waist is small, my butt pokes out a little bit, and I have this bald head, and I guess some people tell me that I talk sexy, and so I'm kind of put in a box where it's like, oh my gosh, this woman has to be promiscuous. Um, she has to be um, a type of female who I can, like, date and don't have to be serious with, um, 
people make me feel in well i don't feel insecure but i make women feel insecure when i'm around them i guess because i exude such confidence i dress very um my clothing on a daily basis when i don't have to go to work is very fitted where you can see my shape um i'm kind of loose with the mouth you know i curse a lot i'm just very sexy okay i can't help it i am extremely goofy to those who actually know me and really know me i'm actually a very goofy woman um very I guess you could say I have lame tendencies. I like to do things out of the normal way that I appear. I look one way, but I act a totally different way. So it's really a juxtaposition, a bookworm, book nerd in a body of a vixen. And so it's like topsy-turvy type of thing. But here, like living in the South, um, men objectify women in such a way it makes you kind of embarrassed to even leave the house right i can go to the gas station i've mentioned this on several occasions whenever i go to the gas station at maybe like 7 30 or something like at eight o'clock it just is it's too much to handle sometimes like the men won't leave me alone so that's why i feel like i'm i'm portrayed as a jezebel even in how women view me um i'm the type of woman that if I'm alone in like a bar or if I'm alone in like a lounge setting waiting on a friend or something and I walk in by myself, I get like the eyes, like the women turn their noses up at me and like roll their eyes a little bit. Like, who is that? Like who she is? Like she thinks she this, she thinks she that. She must be this or she's probably doing this to men or there's no telling what she does to get a man to pay attention to her or look at her. She doesn't have to wear that outfit. Like she knows better. I get those types of feelings in, from women. And so that's why I feel like I'm objectified in a manner of the hypersexual Jezebel. Now it's not fair, but that's just life. That's just life as I know it. And so I wanted to read a little bit about the, um, the hypersexual Jezebel as relates to Ms. Bloom's article. All right, so the second trope that we are tired of and ways that we can get rid of it is the hypersexual Jezebel. Um, the hypersexual Jezebel, a common misogynistic stereotype of black women is that we are inherently permanently sexual promiscuous Jezebels, named as such after a sinful biblical queen. White men often talk to their, de their desire White men often talk to of their desire to fuck us because they've heard that we're freaky and up for anything in bed, as if black female sexuality is a monolith. I remember a white guy hitting on me at a club and I'm refusing to believe that I was turning and he was refusing to believe that I was turning him down. I know you want it. Girls like you always do. He sneered at me. So there's another thing, like the whole girls like you notion. I asked on Instagram one time, I was like, what is a, what is a girl like you mean? You know, when the, when the females are like having their like whole pick me attitude and they're always talking about, why do you like a girl like that? You know, I can't believe you would date a girl like that. Like, she doesn't even seem like she's your type. Look at her. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I get treated all the time. All the time by men and by women. And so it's just... It sucks, you know, that I can be looked at as pure because I actually have a really pure heart, pure soul. Um, of course, we've all done impure things or made impure gestures or, or impure acts, but that doesn't deter you from the type of person that you still claim to be on the inside. Um, 
no matter what your sexual orientation is or your sexual preference or just what you look like on the outside. So that's one way that I'm affected by Massage Noir daily. Um, I would like to go into the second way I'm affected. So I'm always actually, actually not always, but just being pinned as the angry black woman. I am so sick and tired of people claiming that I or other black women who are opinionated, who speak eloquently, who don't like to quote unquote argue, but we will defend ourselves with our words before we let someone else tear us down. And it always seems to go back to the main title. You're an angry black woman. She's an angry black woman. Angry, 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 angry. You know, when you have an opinion about, I guess, um, a broad topic and you are passionate about it, but you're using your words, you're just angry, angry, angry. I'm really tired of that. You know, like, why is it that we have to be the angry ones? You know, maybe um, you guys just aren't smart enough to understand us on a deep, mature level. So therefore, you can't focus in on what I'm saying and respond to me the same way that I respond to you with my words, it makes me an angry black woman when really you might be a little tad bit insecure because you can't really hang, you know, up here with someone who has like a strong mental capacity to live, to think, you know, to breathe. So I'm coming off as an angry black woman. Once again, I just don't understand. I'll never understand. Another thing that guys do is they, um, what do you call it? They call you crazy, right? You're crazy because you refuse to believe a lie or you're crazy because you refuse to allow them to talk to you any kind of way. So once you flip the script back onto them, automatically you're an angry black woman. I never understand it. Make me understand. Half the time we are gaslit into responding in ways that aren't so nice but that does not make us angry black women okay um from miss boone's article underneath the angry black woman trope um our anger is seen as something that can be ignored because it is not portrayed as stemming from a place of true grievance so we're not even allowed to be angry or feel angry at all right um another thing that she wrote that was important to me is the slew of scandalized white feminist think pieces in the wake of Rihanna's video for bitch better have my money reflects the discomfort that society has with the fury of black women. White society is so used so used to downplaying female black anger that the bold, un unashamed, and seething anger Rihanna displays in bitch better have my money just about caused mass pan panic. Ask yourself why is there such an uproar about the fictionalized violence of black women? but a societal-wide dearth of interest in tackling the very real violence that black women face at the hands of white supremacy. Hmm. I don't know, y'all. Just know that this black woman right here is tired of being um, called angry. I'm not angry really about anything. If anything, I'm always sad. If anything, I just get sad. Angry, not so much, but sad all the time. Okay, but yeah, the last trope that is present in the article, four type tropes that perfectly, four type tropes 
four tire tropes that perfectly explain what massage noir is is of course the strong black women the strong really she put strong black women but black women the strong um me personally i'm i'm actually i actually hate the fact that i always have to be quote unquote strong i don't like it at all it makes me feel like i can't be or have moments where i i'm not i can't handle it right it's like i always have to handle everything because i've been made to instead of you understanding that it's not me being strong it's just I have had to bear the burden of taking care and running a household alone because of numerous reasons that honestly are beyond my control. But what is in my control, I handle with grace, with pride. But that does not quote unquote make me strong. That doesn't make me strong. And I don't want to be strong. I don't desire to be a strong black woman. I just want to be a black woman. So one of the uh, points that I highlighted from the article is um, it's Boone writes it's a cultural narrative that positions black women as able to withstand any and all emotional difficulty we face without any support so honestly this is very personal to me because it's like this this stereotype okay at the end of the day reading this last part we are characterized as being able to withstand any and all emotional difficulty that brings me back up here to the angry black woman trope so they really go hand in hand together because we have had to mask the pain and the hurt that has been caused on us emotionally or even physically Maybe because we have a child that we have to take care of. We have a career that we have to handle. Can't be going to work all sad and over-emotional all the time. You can't be crying in front of your kid, you know, every day because you don't have anyone to talk to or your husband let you down. You know, all of your siblings are calling you for things. Like, you have so many bills that you have to handle. So you have to hide all these things. And then on top of that, I feel like, all types of people other black women black men white men white women look at us and tell us oh you guys can handle anything you're black you can handle it all you but you are the ringleader in the family you're above the black man really and i i really find issues with that i really don't like it at all it, it makes it, it really makes my flesh crawl because that's how I feel like I'm perceived by a lot of people. You know, even when I'm having a bad day or, you know, I text my friends or my friends text me or I call my mom and she like knows, you know, you know, you can tell, you can look at someone and tell in their voice, you know, that they're not having a good day and that it's just, it's just not their day. And the first few sentences are, you got this diamond, you're strong, you're strong. And now I know what they mean by it. I'm not really trying to downplay the love and support that I have in my life. But I know what my family means by saying that, you know, you're the strongest in the family or you handle this, 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 and this. So you good to go, girl. Like, girl, this ain't nothing for you. You got this. You strong. No, I don't want to be strong. I want to cry on someone's shoulder, right? I want to be able to just say I can't do it today. That's me. That's what I want to do. And so I feel like I can't do that because, boom. Society tells me that I can't. I can't do it because I have 
someone small looking up at me every day because she doesn't have anybody else to look up to because, you know, he tired as hell, you know, and it just sucks, right? So I wanted to read a highlight from Miss um, Boom's article that stood out to me. Black womanhood is routinely and systematically devalued and dismissed in ways that white womanhood isn't. Um, and the above are just a few of the ways in which massage noir shows itself in society. This trope also contributes to many black women's unwillingness to seek help for mental health issues and for us to be less likely believed when we do try and get help or discuss anything and everything that has happened to us in our past. We're not believed at all because we're just so fucking strong. You know? And so I just wanted to talk about these things and like bring them to the forefront and make like start a dialogue and discussion about um this idea that massage noir doesn't exist in today's society because a lot of people are actually blind to it they don't even know what it is they don't even know that they're doing it or pushing this on to us us women us black women in particular so discussing these three tropes makes me want to go back up to what i discussed or what i said earlier the life and the journey that we're on. So a lot of people's paths intertwine or intersect or halt is what I'm looking for. A lot of people's paths are halted because of all the experiences that are like beating them down. Like a whole brick is being thrown at you constantly and it like tears you from your goals because of all the hate surrounding you and your color and your, what do we identify ourselves as? And your pronoun, I guess. Um, the world is just not as friendly, I guess, as I thought it was going to be. Sometimes I feel... I don't know. I want to start over. Hold on. Start over again. 